Louis Erickson has agreed to a six-year deal with Vancouver Canucks. Sports fans, welcome to I Hate This Team. I'm Aaron Warner. With me, as always, my co-host, Stefan Heck. Uh, we're at Canucks Podcast, but we were talking about cats last week. Did you try moving the, scat, the, the cat scratch post? I haven't yet. No, I, I need to do that. Um, I, in fact, I think I'll do it right after this, probably. We just don't have that much space next to the couch, but I'll, I'll move okay. some stuff around. But I, I did notice, like weirdly, she has just been using the scratching post Hell like way, yes. way more often anyway. So maybe she listens. Maybe she's a listener. You know? <laughs> I saw this thing on Instagram where they took like a bunch of catnip and put it into a coffee filter and then steeped hot water <sighs> through it. Like oh it was a God. tea. Yeah. And then you could make like catnip water for them to, well, in the video they were drinking it, but I'm sure if you like pour some of that on your scratch post, should be all over it. Yeah. Or I wonder if you can put it in like uh one of those uh oh, i'm so i'm it's look it's the first day of 2023 i'm a little hungover uh mm-hmm. what's the word i'm thinking of where you put like uh like uh oils in or whatever and then it like oh, kind of sprays diffuse. it diff, you could diff, maybe you could diffuse the catnip stuff around the room you know? yeah i think that's kind of what the felly way is so maybe i'm just like circling back but that's I, want, like I wonder if that gets the cat way higher right like yeah maybe uh, i wonder if it if it makes the catnip more powerful because kiki it's weird she's not like and again, yes, this is a cat podcast now. Yeah. Um, she's like, she doesn't seem to be that into catnip, huh. um, which is my guys strange, like eating but... it. I'll put it out and they just go and they start like munching down like it's a treat. Yeah. Uh, and does that does that get them high? I guess just eating it too, uh, or I, I think so. Yeah, they they, they they freak out with it. We watched um, a cat documentary freaks, on so. uh, on Netflix last night. We were just we were at Irene's uh, parents for uh, New Year's Eve. Yeah, and at like. 10 30 we're like well we'll put something on while we're waiting and it was this uh netflix documentary like the mind of a cat and okay i was worried it was going to be you don't fuck with cats but no those, no were they like <laughs> they, there's that 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 serial killer and these reddit dipshits come to kill a bunch of people but yeah no thinking it wasn't, they could sleuth them down <laughs> it, it wasn't that one uh but it was really funny because going into it we didn't really have very high expectations and it was like fine and everything, but like watching, like thinking about it afterwards, it was really, it was like if you took a Buzzfeed listicle and turned it into a full length, well, not even a full length, but like a Netflix documentary. That's huh. like, it was so, it was just like so poorly written. Like it was literally written like a Buzzfeed article. Like it, it's the first, the first like lines of the movie was the narrator being like, lots of people love cats, but what do we really know about them? You know, like this is like a fucking grade 10, like book report style thing. So we didn't learn that much, but it was fun. Uh, At least you get to see some cats, right? We got some, we got to see some cats. Yeah. I didn't, I I caught, I caught some of the game yesterday. I know you were at the game. Yes. I was at the game yesterday. My cats, their new thing has been to uh, go sit in the litter box and then shit right outside of it. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's so so, good. Oh my God. Yeah. Like I was scooping the litter and then I just like, I shifted it and there's like a turd that was just behind it that had fallen down. Oh my God. And 
Do you have the open is like open air litter box or do you have the enclosed yeah, litter box? Yeah, we, we don't have a cover on top because because okay. back to Jackson Galaxy last week it can be scarier for them. Okay. I do have one that has high walls and that I think we always need to replace the others with that. Yeah. But the other day, one of the cats either it was the same thing and the litter had been like shifted over closer to the bookshelf, or they just had like a shitty ass and didn't notice. And I, um, in a past life, was really interested in Star Wars canon. And uh, right, right when uh, it was like before the Force Awakens came out, they released a book that like here's what happens in between the new movie that's coming up and oh, I love Return I love of the stuff Jedi. Like that. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. And it was a little book called um, I forget what it's even called, but it's by Chuck Wendig. Oh yeah, you know, okay. You know, you know Chuck Wendig. Oh yeah, he Twitter. has me blocked because I yeah. stole I stole one of his posts as a joke, the coffee well, one. Yeah, the boat. The so flumpy flu. Yeah, for any of our listeners that don't know, let's look up Chuck Wendig. Actually, he may have unblocked me. Funky flu. Let's see. Uh, did he unblock me on Twitter? Uh, no, I'm still I'm still blocked. Yeah. I think it was but the good, one where it was good like morning, you, you, maybe. You, yeah, you need a firmware. Uh, let's see. I think I found it. Oh my god. Oh no. Wow. Yeah, he's he definitely has me blocked. Uh, Chuck Wendig. Firmware update coffee. Did he delete the post? Maybe he did. But anyway, it's uh, it was July nineteenth or July tenth, twenty nineteen, uh, Wednesday, the day you flumpty foo, and you think boopty bop and zippity zoom. But the truth is, Raza Fraza was a wooza. What I'm trying to say is, maybe your brain isn't working either. But that's okay because you're great. P.S. You need a firmware upgrade in the form of coffee. And uh, I just, I stole that tweet word for word. <laughs> and then uh, a bunch of his fans got mad at me. And I did the classic thing of saying, uh, actually, if you look at the time zones, he stole it from me. Yeah, I posted it first. And then he uh, he blocked me. It was the same thing when I stole the Avengers post from that youth pastor or whatever. Um, the one uh, about the, the Avengers going to the White House and taking the, on the, the big orange monster. The best one of those you did is when that guy got the Grogu holding the White Claw <laughs> oh, tattoo yeah. from Toronto, yeah. where you couldn't even buy White Claw at the time and said it was your tattoo, and he got really upset. He went nuts. He got so mad at me. He blocked me as well, then unblocked me once he kind of realized I was fucking with him. But then I like, um, I got like I I paid online for like a custom fake tat like a temporary tattoo of his tattoo and got it tattooed on me and then I got his tweet tattooed on me as like a fake tattoo and he just like lost his mind. I got maybe in 2023 I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start posting like that again. That's so fucking grievel. Okay, the, <laughs> but the book that he wrote was called Aftermath. And I remember it was a slog um for yeah. just a little crumb of like one of the guys in the background he yeah. was like uh, J.J. Abrams' friend. I think he might have been on Lost or something. He was like a heavy set gentleman with a beard. You got to like, oh, I, I think I know the exact a, guy you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, you got to see him as a kid. Okay, and uh, <laughs> he was a, a major player in it. Did you and read I, all the the Star Wars books as a kid, like the extended universe stuff? No, like, I got into it when I was a depressed twenty four year old. Okay, but. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wrap up this story soon. Uh, I ended up reading the trilogy just like on the bottom shelf of my bookshelf with like a bunch of other Star Wars books, and the cat just smeared their like shit ass on his Star Wars book, and no. so I got home and just the name Chuck Wendig was covered in cat shit, oh which is pretty God. funny. Oh. There's 
before we get back into the Canucks, yeah, there's Kiki one other thing. I, I will just Kiki doesn't do like she she shits. She has like a covered litter box, and she's yeah. fine with it. She shits in there, um, but she will definitely occasionally do the thing of like, oh, she has a little bit of shit still on her, and she'll she'll like rub her ass. And of course, it probably feels better for her to rub her ass on the carpet. So that's what she does. Um, <laughs> so yeah, you can nice. just like yeah. I mean, it's it's we don't have carpet clean. thankfully, just some rugs, and they've been pretty good about it. But yeah. Ugh. Uh, so I've been watching a lot of Bar Rescue, and remember yeah. this is good good tie into our Patreon when we get to five hundred dollars on there, and we're at like two hundred now. Yeah, uh, we're gonna hire John Taffer to do a to do a do cameo, a cameo where he tells on behalf Frances- of the Canucks fan base. Yeah, where he tells Francesco Aquilini to shut it down. But I was watching this episode the other day, and he's it's like this old like, country western bar that had like stuffed coyotes taxidermied in it and stuff. Yeah. And uh, he, like, when he when he rescued it, he made the sign outside like a big bull's ass. And you <laughs> oh, could, like, I think I know the one a, you're talking. You about. could pull yeah. on a thing and it would hit it with like a brand or something. Yeah. And he he called it. It got like a goofy name. Like it's not like cow's ass bar, but it was something like wacky. And it got me to thinking: What if he took like a pretty normal, boring bar and then turned that one into a pirate bar? Oh, that the most the most infamous episode of Bar Rescue to me is where he takes the par the pirate bar and changes it into a corporate bar and grill. Corporate bar, literally, grill. it was called corporate. Like it was, it was this insane pirate bar called Pirates with a Z, mm-hmm. and he changed it to yeah it, because it was in kind of like an office like area in the town it was in. I think it was yeah in, somewhere uh, in the Midwest. I think it was outside DC. I want to say it was in Baltimore or like outside, outside Baltimore, like kind of that DC Baltimore, like silver Springs maybe. Um, but they, they were in kind of like an office park area and yeah, he just changed it to corporate bar and grill and everyone there. I mean, he definitely, that's one of the ones where he changed it to something that he knew they would all hate because he hated them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. I mean, I think that would be so funny to take like a very boring, normal bar and just go like freak mode on it. And turn yeah, this is going to be bar. a pirate-themed tiki bar. Especially because it would really piss off the original people from the Pirates bar. Who, yeah, exactly. Like, what, the, what was wrong with our pirate bar? Silver Spring, Maryland is yeah. where it was. Yeah, God, so, yeah you're right. I'm so glad I knew that. <laughs> you're, you're dialed in. Jesus Christ. That episode rock. There's that guy that was missing an eye and wore an eye patch. And whatever the 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 like server trainer was trying to teach him how to like just talk like a normal human being because there's a table of two women sitting down and his his intro to being the server was yeah. good evening madams what brings you into our fine establishment today and uh, like kind of a half english accent but not really yeah and uh they're like that's not how you talk to normal people and it's like <laughs> well i don't understand they're in my establishment i asked what brought them here <laughs> God, is that there was the other guy? I, f- I forget uh, if if it was the same guy or if it was the old guy or not. But where he's like calling out Taffer for being like, "Uh, you sound like a you sound like a child yelling at us." Yeah, yeah. And, and, and then that, Taffer's like, uh, "You're dressed up like a nine year old boy. What are you talking about?" <laughs> and then the guy walked outside and he's doing a bunch of funny things with his eyebrows. His like <laughs> beard is like tied up into a braid, and he's wearing a pirate bandana. <laughs> Oh man! I mean, I think we've all been to bars like, like not necessarily pirate bars, but like uh, I would say like a geek bar, like a nerd bar. You yeah. Know? Um, and it, it's it's that type of establishment, I guess. But yeah, if you haven't if if you haven't seen Bar Rescue, and obviously we do want to get the John Taffer cameo, you you can help us uh, by subscribing to the Patreon. We really would appreciate it, and thank you to everyone who already does. Yeah. Um, 
But if you if you haven't seen Bar Rescue, that's the episode to watch. Yeah. Like if you're season, only gonna watch one episode, that's the one. Since season two. Yeah. Pirates uh, Bar and Grill, I think, or Pirates yeah. Tavern. Yeah, Pirates Tavern. Um, God. Man. You can tell we actively don't want to talk about the Canucks this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So what happened with the Canucks this week? They they easily beat the San Jose Sharks. Man, San Jose sucks. They're real bad. Holy shit, they're bad. Oh my god. I, I mean, that's 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 another team where I mean, you could easily see them being bad enough for Bedard. Like they are they are atrocious. Holy shit. And that's yeah. with Eric Carlson playing out of his fucking mind, too. Yeah, and Timo Meyer having a great year as well. Yeah. Actually, um, Bedard on San Jose would be kind of cool, I think. Yeah, I could take that one. I, I, I don't it. I don't hate that. And also, like, I think I legitimately would get assuming they keep the same reverse retro for next year or something similar, oh, I would get I would one. get a Connor Bedard like golden seals that'd be slick man that would be nice because i think they really do have the best uh reverse retros in the league they look so good yeah i think those ones look really cool yeah um so they kicked kicked the shark's ass was it six two yeah yeah and then they uh lost the jets four two man that was that that scoreline was closer than what that game felt like watching it was a yeah it was a rough one and, and the I big thing natu- with that game was obviously the JT Miller shit. The JT Miller incident. <laughs> I have a natural stat trick up right now. They had, yeah. they had 27.5% of the high danger chances in that uh, Jets game. They're out mm. Jets 21 to 8 high danger. Mm. That's uh, that's pretty bad. That's quite bad, I would say. That's very bad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> And then yesterday uh, <laughs> you were at you were at this. And then game. yesterday I was at the uh, the Flames game. Yeah, where they're also out 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 chance both high danger and regularly by forty five percent. Where that game also at points felt like it should be way more of a blowout, and it seemed like it was that way at, yeah. at three nothing. Like they could really put the dagger in, and then Sheldon Dry's got that weird bounce tap in thing, which was fine and then yeah. uh pd scores in the beginning of the third period but there's an exciting end to that game especially being at the arena like everyone was on the edge of their seats with the empty net for two and a half minutes and yeah the Canucks doing some pretty good uh generation Pedersen, as usual looks i mean he's he's Pedersen. he's so he's legitimately so good it's like I, I, it's it's so funny how he's just like the exact opposite of jt miller in like every single way he's like yeah. trying, he's always trying his hardest uh, he seems like a nice guy. <laughs> That's maybe the big thing. Uh, I mean, um, I, I, I think Bieksa was talking about, uh, we were going to get into Edler a little bit later, but Bieksa mentioned something about how Edler was like a very quiet leader who would just like go out there and like yeah. try his hardest and, and like work hard and do his thing. And like, that's the feeling you get with Patterson, I think. Yeah, I feel that. Well, it's like that old lead by example yeah. type of player, which clearly... <laughs> Oh my Clearly god! Clearly, JT man. is uh, is not doing. Um, <sighs> He's so, just yeah, like there's... it's crazy how like little he tries. I mean, I, and I know maybe to some extent it seems like it is cherry picking. I, I don't, but I don't think it is. Like I, I really think he's never back checking. Like from what I've seen, he just never back checks ever. I mean, when you look at. Hockey night in Canada. Did you see the package that? Yeah, they, when they're, they when they're yesterday? putting out like a hit package on you, like <laughs> that's, that's, that is fucked. not great. No, and like uh, Bieksa even defended the the Delia thing. Yeah, before, prior to the game, right? Yeah, and 
And then, he said, a, and then he said he couldn't defend the back checking, right? Yeah, like, that's that's the thing where you can I can see both sides of the argument. Sure. Like, there's no part of me that's like surprised that Blue Lives Miller can be a bit of a piss baby. Which again, same, by the way, did you come up with that nickname? No, no. That's I believe that's a puck soup thing that right. Okay. Uh, yeah, Lambert told us about afterwards. That's what oh. their their Discord's been calling them, but it's really good. Uh, it's really funny. I'm, I think we can commandeer that. I think that's fair. That's incredible. But, uh, <laughs> um, so like, c- clearly, it's not a surprise that he'd be that type of player. But also, like, I think if you've played sports before at any sort of higher level, it's a high tension environment. Oh yeah, and I think like teammates that are like i've seen teammates that are friends with each other off the field like scream at each other that much like on the rugby pitch and i'm sure it's the the same thing in hockey obviously you don't see it every day in the nhl yeah. but i don't think delia's feelings would have been too hurt by it no and he's also like the third string goalie right so there there could be some yeah communication the, issues there maybe but on like, the other hand the only reason they were in that game is because delia played out of his fucking oh, yeah. mind and I, and I think because Boudreaux was like telling him not to come to the bench also. Yeah, right? because like he wanted it out of the zone first. Yeah. And uh, I think JT's argument was that he uh, had full control of the puck, so he should have gone anyways, which of I all mean, the Canucks to trust for yeah, that, I, was I don't know, say. man. <laughs> and also, was I mean, something. His, the other part of his argument was, uh, oh, I, we don't care what anyone else thinks about us at all. Which yeah, like, I I get that, but it's like so funny to just come right out and say it. Like we don't give and a I, shit about what the fans. Think. And I kind of think that's the the worst thing is just the optics of it afterwards. Yeah, like I wonder what they're doing with PR, or if he just decides not to listen to them, or what. Because there would have been so many better responses to that than just saying I don't give a fuck. You know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I, I I get what he means, you know. To like, yeah, we don't know what's going on in the room, obviously. Although yeah. I think I think we have a bit of an idea that it's not great. Um, but he really does give me like like uh you know end of his time with the Canucks Ryan Kessler vibes. Um, it it is very funny how like history repeats itself, and you know uh after. I saw some- I saw some people on Twitter today asking if it's if it's Messier vibes. Which... Well, I, that's what I was I was gonna say honestly, like the in terms of like history repeating itself, and like this era being much worse than the Messier era because the Messier era was not that long in the grand scheme of things. It was like what two and a half, three seasons. Yeah, and it resulted in like a lot of like important trades being made. Seemed, it seemed like an eternity back then because it was like a third of my life. But oh yeah, and there was like I guess no this social has almost media. Been a third of my life too. Eh? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think it would have seemed even longer if there was social media back then too yeah. and it would have been even worse probably but um the messy thing was you know it was not that short but it, it's it's similar in a way in terms of like uh they they hire the rangers coach after the rangers beat them in the stanley cup final the jim benning thing yeah. is sort of sort of a, an analog to that i think mm-hmm. um and then miller i mean just a a, a big locker room cancer like <laughs> that's sort of obviously the messy thing is different but I mean, there's there's similar vibes there. It seems like right now, like it seems like everyone is just miserable out there. Um, yeah, and, and they're they're back at or I guess they're below five hundred. You now, know who but... seems especially miserable is Quinn. I know. Well, I think I, he just, like, it just looks like he he's like sick all the time. I, I was in I was in the second bowl, but you could just like kind of see his face from time to time at the yeah. game, 
And like he was the last person off the ice from either team in the warmup, just like taking more shots at net. And you could kind of see him walk to the locker room and he just he just kind of looks sad. I feel bad for the poor guy. I feel like he's always sort of had that like hangdog look a little bit. Yeah, that's true. It's not like he he looks like a. But part of me is 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 wondering, like, is he is. Is he on some level being like, oh man, I shouldn't have resigned for this long with this <laughs> Six team. years is a long time. I want to go play with my brothers in New Jersey, you know? Which I, again, I think that's going to happen at some point in his career. Uh, speaking of the the Messier thing and also Benning, there's three really funny things that I saw at the arena yesterday. One was there's a guy that, I saw this because a guy in a couple rows ahead of me had taken a photo of this guy pissing in the bathroom. Okay. Uh, So I didn't want to go down and be like, hey, I was looking at your phone. But it was (laughs) a guy wearing a white skate jersey that said Bure with the number 16 on the back. And I, he, did he ever wear that number? No, that's Linden's number. That's Linden's number. Yeah. Yeah. He never wore, there's no, there's no time that he ever wore that number. So it's absolutely confounding to me. Do you think that was just, that guy's way of doing a tribute to both those players, maybe? I, I think so. Like, I don't know. That's if I so saw funny. that, though, like, in a thrift store or eBay or something, I might want to buy it just because, like, that's yeah. a good bit. Um, <laughs> and then I was walking through, like, it was at the beginning of the third period. I was just, like, walking back to my seat in the concourse area, the Saddle Dome. And behind me, a Bruce There It Is chant breaks out. <laughs> With Canuck, like, was it Canucks fans doing it or was it Flames fans doing it? I don't know. I didn't see. It would have been very funny if it was the Flames fans doing it, but I I thought maybe it was like an ironic Canucks fan. I feel like that might be like a Flames fan thing to make fun of Canucks fans. That would guess. That would all. That would make a lot of sense. The other one, I get back to my seat, and this is uh, yeah, I I think maybe it's three two at this point. Yeah. It was it was three two and it was with like five minutes left when the Calgary Flames were like putting on a lot of pressure and the Canucks looked like there's no way they're getting back into it. Uh, I heard a fire betting chant, <laughs> a small that's, one, but yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, really it could have been like the same uh, <laughs> same sort of thing. I mean, same I think if, thing, if, if it was Flames, Flames fans, fans doing it as but, a joke, it would be higher betting because they want him back. Although, I mean, at this point, what's the difference? But yeah. Maybe we're, you know, we're we're past the trade freeze or, now. Maybe it's uh, a Canucks fan that has been in a coma. <laughs> that's yeah, that could be <laughs> they woke too. up a year later. <laughs> Did you see the guy on on Twitter who this is not hockey related, but and I and I again, maybe it's because I'm getting older and I'm too stupid and can't tell when people are doing a bit, but it seemed fairly if it's a bit, it was very well done. Um, but the guy who was apparently in a uh, coma because he got into a car accident in like, oh the J- NFT guy July yeah like the NFT guy and then he's tweeting that he's like uh, checking his FTX account he's just like what the fuck happened <laughs> that's a re- that, I mean, if that's a, if it's a bit it's really it's funny either way I think well and if it's a bit it's probably from like an NFT guy that's trying to like save his his skin yeah but, uh, either way yeah. pretty good either way it was very good yeah um we're oh. it is it is January now right so the trade freeze is over. Um, it seems like the Luke Shen trade is going to happen at some point, no matter how they're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, you know, we could <laughs> come back to this two months from now and sound like complete idiots uh, yeah. for saying they're they're even thinking about trading Luke Shen. But you you have to assume at the very least they're going to do that, right? Yeah. Well, there's a there's a Dranson Dollywell article that came out in the Athletic this week where they. Mm-hmm prodded all their sources and that was one of the big takeaways from it is that it seems extremely likely that Shen will be traded. Yeah. Um leading up to the trade deadline. Uh, hopefully nobody saw that turnover that really that 
resulted in the uh, the Dylan Dubé breakaway. Yeah, post. <laughs> just just focus on the three thousand hits. You know, yeah. The hits thing is so funny to me too because hits are like the worst kept stat in the entire league. For yeah. one thing, like like away like uh, uh, the home stat guy is is going to be much less likely to give an away player like credit a hit, for a hit. Yeah. But also, they only started tracking them in like two thousand six or whatever, right? So like. I mean, I know people are sort of like joking about the the Luke Shen, you know, chase to be the the biggest hitter of all time. Yeah. Because like, what else do we have to talk about this season? But I've definitely seen Canucks fans who are like very serious about it and are like very stoked for Luke Shen. And it's like, I mean, this is just like, this is not a stat. Like, Shen it's not, Daddy, a, it's not a real thing. <laughs> I do. I love Luke Shen, but. It's, there's no way he has more hits than someone from like than you know like Eddie Shore or some like crazy guy from like the sixties. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> oh, was I gonna? No, no. I was. I was about to say something amazingly profound. Go ahead. Was, oh yeah, no, no, no. Just J T. Miller. Yeah. Uh. So J T. Miller. I wanted to say that he. I don't know. He gets like a lot of hate, obviously. For sure. And a lot of his warranted, like the lazy play and stuff. And I think clearly the, the extension was a bad deal. And I th- at the time I was like, Oh God, no, they did it. But also when the deal was signed, I'm like, well, you put up a hundred points last year. This might be good for a couple years. I was definitely stuff. trying to trick myself into thinking. It yeah, was a, exactly. It was a good I, I still did the mental gymnastics to like try and like square this as to something that's going to be all right. And Boy, does it look bleak now. I mean, <laughs> even though looks... he is like putting up points, I guess in the calendar year last year, he, or he had 94, which was, or that was going into yesterday's game. He was tied yeah. with PD. So maybe PD finished I just with 95. Ha- I, just, but... I just hate watching him out there. I just don't like watching him. Yeah. I hate that line too, that with Lazar on the wing with, uh, with Bo and, and JT. Did you see Bedard talking about Lazar the other day? Well, no. Find this one sec. Uh, I think it's when, oh yeah, it's when he's playing NHL, like, like NHL 23 and he's playing like ultimate team. Yeah. He always, he like loves getting Lazar or something. I forget. I gotta see if I can find this. It was something really, uh, I think it's, I literally think it's that he, he like plays as him in NHL whenever he gets the chance. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Because, because he's on the Canucks. Like that's how much, that's how much Bedard likes the, well, first of all. I think we talked about this before. His favorite NHL player, at least last year, was Tyler Mott. Right? That's wild. <laughs> it's incredible, right? Yeah, so, that's, that's some extreme Canucks fan shit. It's nuts. Well, I think I think McDavid's favorite player um, was Tyler Bozak. So it's sort of like a similar, yeah, like very let's weird. Look, thing. Let's bring McDavid home. Man, McDavid is. I was just looking at like the stats right now. <laughs> He's so much better than everyone else. Dreisaitl is in second in the league uh, in total points of 57. Yeah. McDavid has 72. <laughs> See, he has 72 before 2023. That's so wild, man. That's ridiculous. God uh, damn. He's so good. What the hell? Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the lines from last night, yeah. but what the fuck's that all about? I... I guess I just didn't recognize this as like being at the game and being kind of under the influence. But yeah. <laughs> they played two and a half minutes of even strength with Elias Pettersson on Bo Horvat's wing with Will Lockwood. Oh, okay. And then there was a shift where Connor Garland played with Bo and Pettersson. 
Because there's three, there's just under four minutes of JT Millering, Millering JT Miller centering Mikheyev and Kuzmenko. Interesting. Okay. Very I, odd. I feel like, how was Lockwood yesterday? I feel like people uh, are saying he had a big fine. hit, I think, at one point, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, he had a big hit. He hit the, uh, I forget who it was, maybe Zardorov into the Canucks bench. Yeah. And I saw that he had, like, a good defensive play on Twitter where he, like, had right. a smart, like, stick that probably prevented an empty net to happen. So I think that's about as much as you could expect from him. Um, I, well, maybe the fancy stats will prove me wrong here. I guess, yeah, they were out Corsied, but... The third line at Joshua Stadnika Lockwood, I think, is good. Um, I like the idea of Jack Stadnika being the fourth line center. Like, yeah, just I, theoretically, I like... that makes a lot of sense to me. I think he's got more of a, a skill set than um, Ahmed. And I think if you're trying to like develop a player that might be able to move up, you're definitely going to have more potential there from Stadnika. He just has more of a a nose for the net and like yeah. better, I think, better hands. And I shit. think Amon getting sent down to the AHL makes sense. I mean, he, I forgot, yeah, he, I forgot he was on the team. <laughs> nice, nice story and all. And like sure. fast yeah. skater. And yeah, but give him, give him way more coffee, ice time but... down there. It seems like, you know, like we said before, the AHL team is doing pretty well. Yeah. Like, dude, people are they, having fun down there. So I saw this in a favor tweet last night. He, the, the Abbotsford Canucks, had six shots against in the first period, six shots against in the second, and three in the third. They held the the Winnipeg farm team to what would that be twelve twelve and twelve and three? That's fifteen shots, folks. Yeah. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's so that that's good. So it seems like Colton's gotta be getting them to play a really nice system. I wonder how much of that is the Canucks trying to make him into the heir apparent. That's I, uh, that's what I'm like thinking, right? I I because he's he coached the Blackhawks before, and yeah, I think was and he not... was their he was their coach through the uh, the sexual the assault, scandal, the yeah. scandal, yeah. And I think he had to answer like a lot of those questions before anybody else, and he wasn't in the organization at the time of any of that happening. So yeah. I think he got put into like a pretty shitty spot with that. And I guess when the time that he was hired by the uh, by the Blackhawks, he was like this hot shit. Uh, coaching prospect. Yeah, I, I remember him playing like the in the coach in the league. Yeah, because he's still um, a young guy. I think he's like early forties, maybe, yeah. maybe even late thirties. Let's see, because I remember him playing. I want to say for like the Islanders in like the two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oh yeah, he's but, no, he's thirty seven years old. Oh wow, yeah. But you you think back right to the uh, the off season changes in in coaching staff. Yeah, and if you remember at the very end of the Abbotsford Canucks season, they kind of shit the bed. Like they lost the last two games to lose home ice advantage uh, in the playoffs, and then the mm-hmm. first round of the AHL playoffs is only a best of three, so they like lost the two games on the road and didn't get to host a home playoff game. Yeah, or maybe it's like best of five, and there's like three games on the road and two at yeah. home or whatever. I forget, but uh, I know that they, they they really shit the bed. And there was a lot of talk and speculation online about Trent Cull being fired. But then, like, Cull had a... I remember he was interviewed, I think, by Halford and Bruff, where he talked about how he feels like the organization fucked up the development of Adam Gaudet by not having him in the AHL for longer first, etc. And he actually sounded pretty smart, I thought, in that interview when I, I listened to it. Yeah. And so he was then promoted to being an assistant coach in the NHL when they brought in Connington. Yes. But Part of me now is thinking that management would have loved to have fired him, but 
they had their hands tied by like how much money that they were spending on coaches. So they're like, find a way to recycle them. And they just brought them up as an assistant coach. Cause fuck it in the long term, the, the farm is going to be the bigger priority. Yeah. Cause development's always been a problem for the Canucks. I think. Yeah. Uh, like drafting has been a problem for them also, but development has been like an ongoing huge problem for like a long time. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll try, I'll try and find the tweet, but I saw a thing like with Edler becoming the, like playing a thousand games, he's like only the seventh Canucks draft pick to do so oh, in their history. <laughs> that is really bad. Yeah, yeah I guess I it would be it would be it. him, the Sedines, Linden. Okay, uh, uh, I was a little bit off, so we'll just go from like recent to oldest: Edler, Kessler, yeah. Sedine, okay. Sedine, Matt Cook, Adriana Coyne, Trevor Linden. Dave Lowry, Howard Schnapps, Don Lever. Oh, Harold Schnapps? Yeah, yeah, sorry. Harold okay. Schnapps, Don Lever. Oh, right. Cause, yeah, because yeah. I was looking at, at, I was thinking like Burray, but he was like injured so much. And he, yeah, he only played, man, he only played yeah, 702 so that's, that's, games. That's 10 players. I mean, that's still like fucking pathetic. This dude's yeah. been around for 52 <laughs> years. That's so bad. Uh, 53 years now, I guess. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking, look. Kind of surprising that Mike Pekka never did that. I feel like he was injured a lot too. Yeah. I say, are you? Smeal would be another one you'd think might have. Yeah. Are you gonna go to? You're going to a, an AHL game. Yes, uh, I'm going tomorrow. Actually, nice. See the uh, the Abbey Canucks play the Calgary Wranglers. So I'm kind of psyched that they're like kicking ass now. That's gonna be the perfect uh, perfect game for me to go to because I'm gonna get to see. Like Pod Colson and Hoaglander and Rathbone and yeah. apparently Klimovich has been firing and he's Nils Amon's down there as well. So yeah. uh yeah, I'm excited for that. Because yeah, just look at the standings. The Wranglers are first in the Pacific Division. Oh uh, shit. They're nine one and oh in their past ten games, but the Canucks are eight two and oh in their last ten oh, games. Oh wow. So that's, gonna, that's be, gonna be a clash of the freaking. That's gonna be Titans. a good game. Yeah. Um and then Man. What the hell is I gonna say? I for, oh man, my brain just isn't working. No, today, bro. it's <laughs> it, it's it's the first day. It's it's eleven forty three a.m. Pacific on uh, January first, twenty twenty three. So I think we're we're both a little uh, we're yeah. a little out of it. I think we're we're, we're pulling it together though. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, something else about the Abbotsford Canucks, but yeah, no. So I think like I wouldn't be shocked if you see Connington as the Canucks head coach. Next year, if they don't land like oh, a Colleton? big dog yeah. that they want, yeah, I think Colleton or um, they keep talking about that Swedish coach. Yeah, but R- apparently, I think that was in that same athletic article where they they would prefer him as an AHL coach or an assistant coach first. Yeah, to learn more of the North American game ropes, blah blah blah. I I mean, I like the idea of trying for like a younger coach like Colleton. Like, I I feel like he was thrown into the fire, uh, taking over from Quenville in like 2018 or whatever. On yeah, the, you know, so. And I know Blackhawks fans hated him at that point, but like it could be one of those things where, yeah, he like he like learns how to coach basically. Right? He's a young, he's only thirty seven, yeah. right? So he but, coached in the NHL as like a thirty four year old, um, and or yeah, I think he was thirty three or thirty four. He's like my age, which is fucking insane. Um, this and is giving then, me Willie flashbacks, man. <laughs> well, I would say, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's kind of a world of contrast, right? Because you 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 have you complain about having the entire like 
Is this the same guys just rotating spots in the NHL or yeah. boys club? But then if you bring in someone that isn't a part of that old boys club, it's like, well, how much NHL experience do they have? I know. So. I guess with Willie, he was like an older guy when they brought him in. The thing I remember with Willie, man, I mean, I will never forget the playoff series against Calgary when he just kept rotating the same lines. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. That was just like, yeah. that's like, like very rarely will coaching ever lose you a game or a series. In that case, it did. I, like uh, oh, I love the man, one where bad. he uh where he like had the heart monitor and it showed like how yeah. high his heart rate got. Yeah. And fans thought that was like a good thing. Yeah, that was back when so I think there was the article about him coaching uh I think it was when he was coaching Medicine Hat, maybe. Yeah, and, something like that. Or it was when he was coaching like college hockey in, in Canada or something, but he or university hockey, but yeah, like they were measuring his heart rate during games. And when the game would get really intense, his heart rate would go like super, super high. And yeah, I remember the article itself and Canucks fans being like, oh, that means he's like super into the game. And it's like, no, that means he's terrified. <laughs> That's really bad. It should be lower. Um, uh, I do miss Willie. I mean, he <laughs> he was not a good coach, but he wasn't really given anything to coach with either. But man, he was a he was very interesting, at least. Yeah, definitely a character behind the bench. Oh, yeah. I remember what I was going to say when I came to a dead stop earlier. That with the Abbotsford Canucks game, it's going to be really easy to just like 100% cheer for them. I think we've talked about this before, but it's it's interesting watching games now because I kind of want them to get embarrassed so that meaningful change happens. Yes. But then when you're like when I'm watching the games and, you know, the Canucks come back and like tie it against the Kraken and then win. I can't help but like have a smile and feel nice that they won, even though it's not like my desired outcome. It's like, say your cat shits in your favorite Chuck Wendig novel. You're like, (laughs) oh, you bastard. And then you see them and they're cute. I'm like, oh, I still want to give you a pet. Like I get the same feeling with the Canucks when they're like, Bo Horvat scores to go ahead of the, the Oilers and you get to see the Oilers lose and shit. So when I was at the Flames game, when the Flames were up three nil, I was like, okay, well, you can get blown out. Let's uh, let's be funny Saturday night, hockey yeah. night in Canada. And then the Canucks come back, bring it to with one on goal. And I'm like, oh man, if I could if I could see like Petey clutch this up and yeah. the Canucks win in overtime, that's gonna be pretty fun. So I'm like kind of battling with myself. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what being a Canucks fan is all about. Although there are there's there's still a lot of fans who are just like, I want to see them win every game, no matter what, and with with like zero context or anything. Which is like, man, I wish I had that brain. It seems like it's, I mean, it seems like you're obviously disappointed all the time, but at the very least you're going, you're excited for every game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but you, yeah, you for, I guess it's just like being a goldfish, right? I think it is like being a goldfish. You just forget what happened on to the next one. Um, do you know how many points, uh, JT Miller had in the month of December? Do you know what his stat line was? I just, I'm just looking at this on the Canucks subreddit. It just got posted on there. No, what is it? Uh, he had two goals, four assists in 13 games. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I wonder how many of those assists were secondary as well. I'm going to, I'm going to guess like all of them probably, but <laughs> Oh my God, dude. I mean, at least PD is having like a season for the ages right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm so excited. Well, about. He's, he's going to, is he eligible to contract extension now? Or is that in, no, in, is in that the July? off season? I think starting in off like season. June or July in, in the off season, he's eligible. And I mean, I hope they just, uh, I was thinking about, so I was reading about Nathan Rourke last night. Yeah, and apparently he has a big announcement today. And then, oh, did you see what it was? It, no, what is it? It was a very good bit. Cause, so Nathan Rourke, if if you're listening, you don't know, he's the starting QB for the BC Lions. He's Canadian. He's like the best player in the CFL. 
he's probably going to go to the NFL. Uh, yeah, but he can't ne- do that next until year. January 9th. Yeah, so he he posted last night that he he has a huge announcement, and the announcement was that he got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it was like huge life altering. Yeah, and then I saw Farhan say he can't sign it in the NFL till the ninth, so it's not that. <laughs> yeah, very good bit though. I think I think some Lions fans were mad at him, but oh man, have you been to any CFL games recently? Uh, no, I went to one like years and years and years ago. Yeah, uh, and it was like a November game where. It was, oh, that, was it, that was in Calgary. So like outdoors, that was in Calgary. Too? So it's outdoors Oof. and it was cold as fuck. It was like minus 10 Celsius and they're playing the, the rough riders, which I was excited for. Cause like a ton of Saskatchewan fans will come in and it's like, you're, oh, they're, they're wearing like the watermelons on their heads yeah, and stuff. Yeah, and, and you like, and it's, it's apparently like really testy and high, like emotion environment. Riders this fans year, are fucking insane. But they're this was nuts. like one of the worst years in their franchise history or some uh. shit. They were like three and 10 by the time they came into town. Yeah. And so like none of the Saskatchewan fans actually made the drive over. So it was like a half empty <laughs> arena. And then you're just watching like shit boring CFL in the cold with no stakes. Oh man. Yeah. I, I my dad so and I used thing- to have season tickets to the lions oh, in shit. like the early two thousands with like G Roy Simon and like Casey printers, Dave Dickinson when they were like really good. And it was like, it was fun. Like CFL football when it's good is like genuinely very fun to watch. Cause it's just like run and gun. Like they're just like airing it out every single play. Right? Yeah. Um, so it's great. I mean, I didn't, I, I almost thought about going to a game last year because of Nathan Rourke, because people were saying he was so good, and then he got injured. Um, yeah, if, he's still, the, if he's still around next season, maybe I'll go watch a game, because the tickets are super cheap, too. Yeah. I uh, Maybe I'll try. Uh, what I really want to go to is a Calgary Cavaliers game. Is that lacrosse? Or Calgary, not Cavaliers. It's Cavalry. Yeah. No, it's their soccer team. Oh, which okay. is like The Canadian Premier League? Yeah, yeah, it's like a tier below MLS, but they'll still yeah. play in like the Canada Cup shit because apparently that's a really good time. The yeah. cross games are all right. There's a really funny thing happened. It's the Calgary Roughnecks. Yeah, they got their chief sponsor to be the like to be the WestJet to be WestJet. Yeah, and WestJet didn't allow them to have any red in their jerseys because that's Air Canada's color. <laughs> oh so they God. and that was their whole thing. It was like Calgary, all the sports yeah. teams here are red, and so they. Just turned their jerseys. It's like the same scheme and everything, but they just grayed out the red. Oh man, that's so funny. Yeah, I do want to go to a, a Warriors game, like the Vancouver Warriors. That's the the NLL mm. team. It seems like it'd be fun. I'm, I think I went to back when they had the Vancouver Ravens. Ravens in yep. like 2001, 2002, or whatever. I remember like that was fun to watch. It's, I remember like early 2000s. Maybe it was just because it was always on the score. Uh, but the Toronto Rock being like incredibly good, they would just like win every yeah. single year. Yeah, um, I remember that too. No, I went. Uh, I don't even know if they ended up winning the championship or whatever. But I went to a lot of like roughneck playoff games. I I think when they won or they like made the finals, and yeah. uh, it was great. You just get hammered. They score like you know ten goals in a game, so you get to stand up and cheer a ton and sing along with the song. It's and great. As the, our, the goalies look the, so funny too, because they have like the the huge padding up top and then just like the tiny little legs down below. And they I do love one, if they did a promo where if you if they scored like twelve goals, you got a free slice of pizza. Uh-huh. Uh yeah, so on the, the Jumbotron thing, there'd be a yeah. zero a zero pizza, a pizza with zero slices on it. And every goal yeah. that they'd score would fill it up and if they got to twelve you got a free slice of pizza. Oh, okay. That's fun. I feel yeah, like the Canucks don't, I don't know if the Canucks do anything like that. It's definitely, it seems like it's more common in like the NBA where it's like, oh, if they get a hundred points, 
or like let in less than a hundred points or less than 90 points. Everyone gets like a free burrito, you know? Yeah. There's at the, the flames game last night, they announced if the flames score a shorthanded goal, one lucky fan will get like a $200 gift certificate from like a liquor store or something. Hey, there you go. And they got it. Yeah. The Canucks let in another shorthanded goal last night. Man, my favorite thing that they used to do at Canucks games uh, was for like the designated driver program. They would do like, oh, like the designated driver, like hero of the game. Yeah. Um, and it would be like one, you, you could go sign up at the start of the game and be like, I'm, I'm not drinking tonight. My friends are, I'm, I'm being like the responsible one. Uh, and they would draw someone at random. And the prize was like a hundred dollar gift card to the pint, which is the, the sports yeah, bar, yeah, yeah. like a block away from the arena. So like, <laughs> you know, a hundred percent, the designated driver is getting no use out of that gift certificate at all because all of his drunk friends are going to be like, let's go to the pint right now after the game and like <laughs> spend all of your gift certificate on drinks you can't have. Oh, um, man. <laughs> I, uh, I'm looking at the Canucks uh, we lost tweet from yesterday and yeah. I just kind of get like general fan reaction and uh, boy are a lot of people upset at Miller. Oh, I, I, um, I love it. Like even <laughs> even like I would say like the positive fans are tired of. Yeah, it, it's just like people that are using their full names on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, uh, like ship Miller to Arizona for Erickson Beagle and ladder whatever else they have there. <laughs> um. <laughs> Miller gave no effort. JT Miller cost them the game is to blame for the loss. Get rid of him before it's too late. Miller to the AHL. Oh. Drafting between 11 and 15. Happy New Year. God, dude. Why, I Bru- mean, why, why Bruce won't bench Miller? Absolute cancer of this group. I uh, like this guy. This guy's name is Mike Nice, which could be a real last name, but it's also funny just to like, if that's yeah. your, your fake pen name. This team <laughs> blows and it's going to blow for another decade. <laughs> JT Miller puts in less effort on a game day than the backup goalie. Trade JT Miller with a sweetener. I don't care. Miller makes me sad. Now lose 10 more in a row. Trade JT and resign Bo. <laughs> Trade him to Ottawa for Zaitsev, honestly. At this yeah, point. get a sweetener. Why not? Oh, what? man. <laughs> what I absolutely hate, I don't know if you've noticed this trend. It's like, it's such a stupid NHL fan thing to do. Maybe they do it across sports, but. Uh, fans of the opposing team will go and post their like deep fried memes whenever they beat another team yeah. underneath the announcement post. Yeah, and it'll like they have like the stupid red eye thing, and it's like you just got beat by the worst player on their team or whatever. Yeah, I I found that funny for a little bit, but it, it's it's always funny when people do it to the Canucks, where it's like, yeah, of course they got yeah, it's the, it's the what Canucks. Are you, what are you that, bragging about, like man? That meme only works if you're posting it in the replies to like a really good, like, so like, let's say like color when Colorado lost to like Arizona, then I can get Arizona fans posting that meme. Yeah. You know? It makes sense there, but when it's like a better team beating a worse team, it's like, come on. Yeah. Gotta, like there was a ton a of them when they lost to the jets, uh, like the five, one game. Yeah. And, and, but it, they were using ones that had like Paul Maurice in it still. And yeah. there, it was like this team employed Paul Maurice for this long. And I'm like, come on, man, you're good this year. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Okay, this is my favorite reply so far. Lock yeah. up that thug, JT Miller. <laughs> oh my god, man! I, I I really do. This year has been very funny because, like like I said, even the very normie fans are starting to really like snap and get tired of yeah. this shit, which is so good. Oh boy! I mean, look, I, I'll say it again. Even if they're picking eleven to fifteen, they're still going to get a very good player, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but man, I really hope they're picking in the top ten this year. <laughs> 
God. This guy with a this guy with a Transformers profile picture just said, <laughs> "You blow." <laughs> yeah, I mean, spot the lie. God. <sighs> and okay, this is the this is the tough part of their schedule coming up too in January. This is yeah, where it's getting like very rough. I, would, I guess I would, I would say they're in the midst of it, right? Like, yeah, the yeah. Uh, starting. I I guess uh, Demko's back soonish, maybe right? Because they said six weeks, so he could be back like mid January, maybe. Um, yeah, I think this was like we were looking back, and it was really after the Sharks game, right? Yeah, because um, Jets, Flames. I think the only, the only non-playoff team that they play coming up until like the end of January is the Panthers. And the Panthers are like, you know, they're still the Panthers. They're still yeah. a, a good team on paper. So Yeah, they play the Blackhawks on the 24th. But uh, between now and then, Islanders uh, at home, Avalanche at home. And then they go on a, a big road trip where they play the Jets, the Penguins, the Lightning, the Panthers, the Hurricanes, the Lightning again at home. Yeah, the Canucks or not the Canucks again? The Avalanche at home, and then uh, the Oilers at home. So maybe I'll maybe I'll go to the Avalanche uh, game. I think that it'd be fun just to watch the Avalanche play. I mean, I, yeah. I, the other thing is like I haven't looked at. It's like, on a the, Friday night too. Yeah, I haven't looked at the secondary ticket market, but I assume prices are not sky high at this yeah, point, Yeah, right? Because um, I know, like, I went to a game earlier this year with with my partner Irene, and she I, I've taken her to a few games before. And she doesn't necessarily hate them, but we we went to one sort of similar mm-hmm. to the one the one you went to where you're sitting like right behind the glass. Yeah. And it is very, very cool. But like, especially if like if, if you don't really know hockey, it's like from that vantage point, it's pretty tough to tell what's going on for most of the game. Yeah. Um, and then we went to a game this year and it was the game against Pittsburgh where they won five one and just kicked the shit out of Pittsburgh. So it was like a fun uh-huh. game to go to. And we were sitting uh upper bowl right behind the net, like third row. So it's like a yeah. perfect view. You get to see the whole game and everything, right? Um, so maybe maybe for the Avs game, I'll, I'll look for some tickets maybe there. Could, I mean, to me, the best I'm, the best seats in the house are like first or second row, like upper bowl, right in the middle, where you can just yeah. see everything happening. It's so good. Maybe, maybe we could go to the, the, uh, the, 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 the Edmonton game the next day. It's the second day of a back-to-back. Yeah, and I'm looking. Flare Air only flies for like 96 bucks. Dude, get out here! That could Honestly. be pretty fun. Yeah, we should do that. Yeah, fuck it. Maybe get um, some of our get some of our listeners go to the pint after the game or something. <laughs> Dude, I love the pint. The pint I used love it to too. Be, it's great. The pint used to be my local here in uh, here in Calgary, and then it shut down. They, oh, I didn't realize it was they, like a yeah, like a, a chain or whatever. There's there's two in Edmonton. There's yeah. uh, I think one in like Halifax. And they used to be the only place where you could go and watch Six Nations rugby. So on okay. the weekend, they'd open up at like 6 a.m. Yeah. And you'd pay like a $20 cover and then you'd get like a buffet breakfast. And they got oh, yeah. like an early liquor license. And so you could start drinking Guinness at like 7 in the morning. Hell it was yeah. a really good time. And then you, there's just like a ton of like really pissed off old expat English people there. Yeah. Irish people <laughs> like uh, running their mouth at each other. Um, yeah, there's a there's a bar downtown uh, in Vancouver. I forget what it, I forget what it's called, but um, it's like a it's the only like Newcastle United bar in Vancouver. And I have okay, a couple of friends yeah. here who are Newcastle fans, and they uh, they will like go watch the games there at like six or seven in the morning. And I'm kind of because I get up to I'll get up to watch the games like at home. I'll have some like coffee and make some breakfast. Yeah. But, like I'm sort of considering 
maybe going to one of those super early games at the pub. I think it'd be fun. It, it seems really fun. Or yeah. like, I think it would be really fun based on how like it was for the, the rugby crowds yeah. that early in the morning. Um, because they, they just have a passion that you wouldn't get watching like a Canucks game at the <laughs> no. evening time in a bar. Right. Like it's, it's just not the same. The only, I guess, exception would be like a playoff game, but their regular seasons, like that's the whole competition. Right. So, I mean, no one in this town, I'm not no one, but I, look, if a Canucks game is like on in a bar, like no one is paying attention now. Cause they have just like sucked for so long. And like, the more I think about it, I, I think it actually like weirdly could like fuck them over in the future. So like, th- think about it this way. Connor Bedard grew up watching the Canucks at their absolute best. Right. Yeah. Uh, and he is a huge, huge, like hardcore Canucks fan. Yeah. Uh, he's probably a bigger fan than we are at this point. <laughs> so yeah. Cause he, he's one of the fans that wants them to win. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, like the Canucks are very good. Connor Bedard growing up here became a Canucks fan. Think about any, think how many kids growing up right now are just being, they're fans of like the avalanche or the Lightning well, or the Oilers. Cause of McDavid, right? There's, there's a potential first overall pick for 2024. Um, Macklin Celebrini. Yeah. He's, uh, he, he's, he's from Vancouver too. Right? Yeah. He's like the Canucks old equipment. Like Vince, is, is it Vince Celebrini? Celebrini? I might be conflating that with another name, but Let's see. Celebrini Canucks. Yeah, he's from Vancouver. Man, born in 2006. Yeah, he, I don't Rick, like seeing that. Rick Celebrini. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, he worked closely with former Canucks strength and conditioning coach Roger Takahashi. He was hired as the director of rehabilitation for four years. Um, and he, so like, they grew up in Vancouver. And oh, apparently, they grew up probably like in the locker room, probably. Yeah, right? and like, it, was, it was watching like the great Canucks teams, right? And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of good players come out of Vancouver currently. I guess they have yeah. like one. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, Celebrini is... There's a is, development center that, like, I guess Celebrini's in, and, like, uh, yeah. the the Ken Johnson went to, Bedard yeah. went to. I forget exactly yeah. what it is, but... Man. Yeah, and that's all because they grew up watching a great Canucks team, I think. And so, yeah, like, will fans growing up now be huge Canucks fans when it's draft time? Maybe, but... It, it's, like, it's such a weird thing. Like, I, I feel like maybe we're looking way too far into it but like you want every bit of competitive advantage you can have yeah right? and so if you have really good players growing up as canucks fans in the off chance that they sign with them at some point in the future like it's it's going to put it'll push things over the edge right like if there's yeah. two teams wanting if there's all these teams wanting to sign this one guy like if if he grew up as a fan and is from the area like i mean look at curtis lazar like i think that's a pretty reasonable three-year one million deal and he would have grown up watching yeah, Dan Hamhuis. Like yeah, Dan you know? Hamhuis is another great example. But like, obviously, I guess these are like Hamhuis small. Hamhuis grew like, up watching like pretty bad Canucks teams. Yeah, there's the Weber thing, I guess. So maybe there's always going to be like some component of wanting to be close to home. And I mean, the the comparison now obviously is the John Tavares signing, right? Where yeah, like he he's a like an all star player, grew up and, and like was like the captain of the Islanders and then left them. So like. I I mean this is just complete like copium obviously but uh-huh. like you know ten years from now could Bedard sign with the Canucks not, I mean it's not unlikely not even think. ten years from now if we yeah, want to be really optimistic on the copium look at the Matthew <laughs> Kachuk thing <laughs> yeah no that's true right? I mean like, yeah. it, it it and like 
I kind of hope that that's the way that the NHL is trending because it's more exciting. Yeah. Um, like more like the NBA, it, right? Where, yeah, where like star NBA players have seasons are so fucking interesting. They're so fun. And I love being it. a fan of a, a big market team that would have yeah. like players like that that would want to come back home, it, it only would benefit uh, us. So, yeah, like I think that's globally like a thing that needs to happen with the Canucks that really slipped under Benning is during the Sedin era, it was a location destination where like players would take less money to come play because it was, it was world-class and now it clearly isn't that. So any steps that they can make with practice facilities and yeah. general corporate culture, uh, if they can add a bar called corporate bar and grill, <laughs> really tighten things up around there. Well, I think that would help. honestly, John Taffer coming in to rescue the Rogers arena sports bar would be fantastic. <laughs> that place Which sucks. Actually, speaking of culture, we didn't really get to the, uh, the Edler thing, but Edler last night played his thousandth game in the NHL. Yeah. And I think looking back on it, that really seems to be a canary in the coal mine situation where yeah. he never I think wanted someone to in, leave. A, in our Discord was posting about yeah. that. I totally agree with it. Like, like he it's... never wanted to leave Vancouver. Like no. didn't he like refuse to even talk about like he didn't want to get traded. traded. Yeah. yeah. He, I think he wanted to retire as a Canuck. And then the fact that he just left as a free agent to go yeah. sign for LA is like and LA was like a another like young up and coming team at the time, right? And where like it's not he, like he was signing to like like go and win a Stanley cup, you know what yeah, I mean? You, and you hear like players around the team talk about how good of a leader he is. You talked to before, about BX is saying he was a, yeah, the best mentors and the best leaders are the ones that don't even know that they're doing it just because they had good, such good habits. He doesn't complain and he works hard. And then like others saying, if I'm ever compared to Matthias Olden, that's an honor for me for sure. Um, it sucks that he didn't make the thousand games as a Canuck. And a thing that I've thought about quite a bit is just, Imagine he re-signed that same deal in Vancouver. He's making, what, like one and a half? Something like that? Yeah. If he was just in the the OEL role now, like... That'd it's, be great. It's better culturally. Yeah. It's way fucking cheaper. Like, you drafted him. It's like a nice heartwarming thing to see. But instead, like gets absolutely bungled. And I mean, it was obviously his decision. But I think that does speak to, like, the potential locker room issues that are bubbling around right yeah i mean it's really you know we don't know obviously the extent of like how bad it is but just just from listening to players talk watching players play looking at body language like it's clear no one is happy and And like like, and not even like you know online joe sackick's barbecue salesman shit yeah it's like (laughs) It, you hear it from insiders too. And even if you don't trust them, like Shannon and Kiprasov, like they have to be dialed in to some degree. Oh, Kip, I would Kiprios. think. I, I, K- Kiprasov, yeah, Kiprios. Kiprasov as an insider would be pretty sick though. <laughs> <laughs> does that guy uh, still do stuff with the, with the flames at all? Like, does he, does he ever, or is he just like off in Finland, just kind of like retired? So man, I, he was okay. so fucking good. He was such a, he was, I mean, I, I hated him cause he played for the flames, but he was such a here's, cool goalie. Here's a, here's a little Kiprasov inside story. So when I was a trainer, I used to train somebody that was like, uh, worked in the flames head office. Yeah. And apparently Kiprasov called them one day to inquire about buying his own season tickets. Like he didn't know how to go about it. He's like, I want to <laughs> buy season tickets. And they had to be like, you're Mika Kiprasov. We have like free tickets that we can give you. Just like there's, it's, there's, cause there's an alumni department. There's actually like an alumni section. 
Yeah. So this this person would give me like free flames tickets when like they couldn't go to the game and it was like a it's Tuesday and they're playing Columbus like there, there's no one that, that they knew that was like asking for the ticket. So I'd, I'd get to go to like all those games, assuming I like had something to do, which yeah. kind of devalued buying flames tickets for me. So I'm way less likely to get them now just on like a random game. But um, it was like the like the flames like have this section. So I would like quite frequently see Brendan Morrison sitting like two or three rows in front of me, <laughs> uh, which was pretty cool as a, as a Canucks fan. That's so but, funny. Uh, you off. I mean, that, <laughs> I, maybe this is, but like, it strikes me as like Finnish players are always like a little bit weird. I think. Yeah. Right. You think, I, of, I like, think that's Yarko pretty fair Rutu, to say. You know, Sammy Sallow, <laughs> Sammy Sallow definitely bitten by a poisonous snake and fin- like they're always, I, I love Finnish players because they're always so weird, it seems like. Um, but yeah, that does not surprise me about Kiprasov at all. That rocks. <laughs> um, no, Edler signed for the, the league minimum for an over 35 player. So he's making $750,000 a year. Man, I mean, I don't know how he's playing, but it can't be much worse than OEL. Yeah. I mean, let's, <sighs> let's, let's find out. God. Fuck it. In, individuals. How old is he now too? He's like 30, 36, 36, which is like, that's so funny. That that's like old as fuck. Yeah. He's like two years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate we're, that so we're much. We're going to be the Gen X hockey guys now. Uh, uh, the guys that are like, oh, thank God Craig Anderson's still in the league. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. We are quickly approaching the point of like, there will be no one in the league who is our age. Yeah. Which is like, I really don't like that at all. <laughs> he has a, uh... He has five points this year. Okay. He has uh... a... And I feel like he could have, you know, he could have the A. He'd, he'd be great in the locker room still, obviously. Yeah. Like, man, I miss that guy. Okay. Let's look at his, his fancy stats. Uh, yeah, he's he's slightly... He, his um, scoring chance is 4%, is 50%. Last yeah. year was 54. I mean, the year had, before he that 19... in Vancouver was 41. <laughs> yeah, he had 19 points in 41 games last year, which is like... Not horrible, you know. Uh, yeah, this this year is high danger percentage is fifty five. Last year fifty eight. Yeah, and then, uh, Man. yeah, he's I, he's starting I more in the Adler. defensive zone. Yeah, he <sighs> seems like a pretty serviceable player for the Kings based on the underlyings, yeah. and also from just like watching the odd Kings game, like he's never really blowing it. God, he was so good. Yeah, we miss uh, him. I really do. All right. Well, well, thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Happy we'll be New back Year. Later this week with some uh, with some, some bonus Patreon content. bonus and uh, go Canucks go. Oh, go Canucks go. <laughs> Did somebody say just?
Somebody say just breathe. 